I want us to take a moment, if you would, to turn your Bible or open your church app to Ruth chapter 1. We're going to read the first chapter, which is verses 1 through 22. And uh, we had originally planned on ending my series about new beginnings a few weeks back, but Rhett wanted to continue that on into the um, challenge to the graduates. And uh, so I wanted to carry that on into this weekend about making new memories because sometimes it's a point of new beginnings in our life when we've lost someone that we love. It's a new beginning point in our life. And uh, also when we have memories that are hurtful memories, we need to get it to a point that we can make some new memories. So whether you've lost someone that you love or whether it's uh, just some things in your life, there, there are some memories that you need to be able to let go so that you can begin some new memories, some memories that will last a lifetime, memories that you want to hang on to. I think these scriptures today have uh, some encouraging words to get you on that right path and develop some memories that uh, will last a lifetime. And as we look at Ruth chapter 1, Ruth was a uh, young lady that uh, had married someone and then lost a father-in-law, lost her husband, lost her brother-in-law. And uh, she is at a very difficult point in her life. All her memories, matter of fact, of her and her mother-in-law, Naomi, they're all bitter memories. Memories that where they came together and life looked like it was going to be good and improve. And then it just deteriorated. And life fell apart. Family fell apart. Memories became memories that were difficult and hurtful. But we see that God picked Ruth and Naomi up, put them on the right path, and uh, got their memories started back. And that would be memories that would last a lifetime. And so I want to look at that this morning about making new memories that uh, can minister to you if you've lost a loved one, or whether it's just some memories you need to bury and move on with some, making some new memories in your life. So let's look at this in Ruth chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. So now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. Now this famine is in the land of Israel. And so it's talking about where a famine has hit them. And uh, Naomi and her husband uh, Elimelech and uh, their sons have moved over to the land of Moab. Trying to kind of get out of the famine and try to get a chance to survive and live. And then maybe go be able to go back to their homeland another time. So at the end of verse 1 it says, And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi, and the name of his two sons were Malon and Kilian. They were Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. And then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. And now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, not to be confused with Oprah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Kilian also died, so the woman survived her two sons and her husband. So now we have Naomi who has come from the land of Israel to Moab, a country that is a foreign country, just trying to get some survival for a while and then maybe be able to go back to their homeland. And now, within a 10-year period, she's lost her husband, she's lost her two sons, and now she's in a point of hurt in her life, and all she has connected to her at all in this land of Moab is just her two daughter-in-laws, 
Orpah and Ruth. We pick up in verse 6 and it says, Then she arose with her daughter-in-laws that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. So now she's heard the land of Israel is being blessed again. So verse 7 says, Therefore she went out from the place where she was and her two daughter-in-laws with her, and they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, Go, return each of each to her mother's house. And the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. And the Lord do do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. And when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. And now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened when they came to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. So I'll pause there for just a moment. Naomi has arrived. The people of the city are excited to see that she has returned. And in their excitement, they said, is is this you really, Naomi? And she said, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara, because the Lord has dealt with me very bitterly. By her statement of, let's just change my name. There's nothing beautiful about my name anymore. Just call me Mara because there's only bitterness in my life. For some reason, the Lord has turned my life over to bitterness. And there are many times in people's lives, whether it's a loss of a loved one or just some of the memories in their life that seem to be so bad and didn't turn out the way that they want to, they can kind of relate to Naomi and say, I feel like my life has just been a bad taste of bitterness. And that's where Naomi is. She has bitterness in her taste buds. In verse 21 it says, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her who returned from the country of Moab and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. Lord, we just come to you this moment and Lord, we pray God that you would just 
take these scriptures and that you would bring them alive to us with this story and the things that we find through the life of Ruth and Naomi and what you changed dramatically to give them new memories and to give them a change from bitterness to betterness. And Lord, I pray, God, that uh, whatever a person may be feeling of hurt or memories that are bitter in their lives, God, I pray that you just give them some things that will help them change their life and that will get it on the right path. And Lord, we'll praise you and thank you for all that you do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. You know, a lot of times I have seen people that have bitter memories, uh, brokenness in their life, and they say, you know, they get to a point in their life, you know, I'm not going to live in this state of bitterness and hurt. I'm going to start a new life for myself. And they just take off. Not sure what they're going to do, but they're going to do things in their mind different. I'm changing my life. And I have seen people take off in that direction and end up making more bad memories and more bitterness in their life. And as I look at the life of Ruth here, the daughter-in-law, I see that what God guided through Naomi and Ruth tells us how to make new memories that will be memories that will last a lifetime. But you've got to do it the right way. You can't just take off making your own memories. No matter if it's someone that you've lost it's a loved one or maybe it's a broken relationship or whether it's some things that someone has hurt you and there's bitterness in your life, you can still start off from where you are today and begin to make some new memories that will be those memories that last a lifetime that you want to hang on to, but you've got to go about it the right way. And here I think is the very first thing that you've got to do if you want to do it the right way that will have memories that will last a lifetime, and that is do everything right with God. If you want to make memories that will last a lifetime and that will be memories that you want to hang on to and that will impact your life and change your life, then start doing everything in the way that God would have you to go. Because whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, whether you've been serving the Lord or not serving the Lord, when bitterness sets in, sometimes we have a tendency to just kind of kick into our own logic or our own sense to just want to grab out for something different and we begin to move in the wrong direction. I want you to look at the verse 16 that's mentioned here in the verses that I read. This is where Ruth is responding to Naomi. Ruth is the daughter-in-law. She's young in her life. She's lost her husband. And she's hanging on to Naomi. And she says this in verse 16 that is a verse that has been used many times in weddings over the years. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And notice this last part of verse 16. And your God, my God. Now she read that in what she, or what she's saying here. She is really kind of moving in a direction that leads up to the big thing. Because she is a Moabite. She has not grown up in the teachings of the one and only true God that the people of Israel and Judah knew of. And so when she says, where you go, I'll go. That's not no big deal. But I'll follow with you. Where you lodge or where you live, where you hang out, that's where I'll hang out. You know, that's a little more commitment. And she says, your people will be my people. That's getting a little deeper. But when a Moabite says, your God will be my God, bam. She has sunk it deep in. She said, I am lodging my life into your whole faith and belief system. I'm making the God that I have come to know about, 
through your son and through your life and through my father-in-law, your husband, that God is the God I want to hang on to. And so here in this statement that Ruth is making, as she's saying that she's ready to go on and put, try to put some of this in the past and to get rid of through, through this, some of this bitterness and this hurt, she's saying, I want to do it right with this God that I have come to know through you and your family and through my husband in that short period of time that he was my husband. If a person wants to make new memories of memories that will last a lifetime, don't go off the deep end of trying to just be footloose and fancy free. Don't try to uh, logic things out and say, well, this didn't work. I think I'll try this. But try to do it right with the way that God wants you to do it. And as you begin that path, if you put God first and you seek to follow him, God's always got a plan even in the midst of hurt and bitterness and loss. And Matthew 6, tells us about how that that all comes about. And I want to read that to you this morning. And this, uh, in Matthew 6, if you want to flip there or just listen to me, here's what it says. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So seek God first, what God's desire is, the things that are of God, and his righteousness. Seek to not take your bitterness and say, man, I'm just going to, cut everything loose and, and live a different life, but seek to live a life that would be pleasing to God. And notice this, and all these things shall be added to you. For Ruth the Moabite, she didn't originally know about this God and the ways of God and living after God. But she had came, come to know that through this family of Naomi and through her husband. And so she is now saying, I want your God to be my God. Because I see something that I've learned through the past 10 years about your lives that I want to be true in my life. And so for a person to be in a point of bitterness, hurt, loss, emptiness, confusion, don't lose, listen, listen to me carefully, don't lose direction. Get connected with God and begin to say, God, I don't understand all this. I don't know why this has happened to me but I am connecting with you and I'm going to seek you first, your kingdom, and I'm going to seek to live what is right in your eyes and then I'm going to let you add it all to me. When you've had bitterness, when you've had hurt, what the natural tendency is, I'm going to go after things, I'm going to go after pleasures, I'm going to go after what makes me feel good, I want to go after what will give me relief. I have seen people that, that I have minister to and going to church with and they go through a hurt and loss and I've seen them turn to alcohol I've seen them turn to seeking after just a life of pleasure and what they're doing is in the midst of the hurt they're just basically saying I just want to get some relief I want to get a different things going on in my mind the problem is they're going down the wrong path I've seen it with people who are Christians and non-Christians. And if the number one thing I can give you today, if you want to make new memories that will last, the only way that you can do that is seek God first and His righteousness. And then let Him add everything to you. When we were coming back from the uh, cruise ship uh, after our vacation, and uh, we were kind of getting to know the guy that was the driver, he had dropped off some all the other folks set for our group that was riding in the shuttle bus, and 
we were kind of getting to know him as we were traveling and he started telling us about how he was there and how he got to do and he used to work for the uh, space uh, NASA and all this stuff and and uh, he ended up making this statement he said you you know I, I, I had an opportunity to go to California but I didn't and then my girlfriend she went wild and now here I am now that's about all he said but basically he just put out a whole map of his life because what he did in that one statement he said to me was I was here and had an opportunity to go to another life with a better job making a good living but I thought, you know, this woman is the woman I want. But man, she went wild. And so now I don't have her, I don't have the job, and now I'm driving a shuttle bus counting on a good tip from y'all. I actually felt sorry for him because I thought, you know, he sunk everything into her. We didn't know what her name was. We don't know what she looks like. We don't know how she acted when he was getting attached to her. But all we know was his girlfriend was what led in all his decisions and his direction and now he wished he went a different way you know sometimes I've seen people in in life that you know I've wondered which one's brains not working the one that they went after the one that went after them you gotta seek God first and then he'll set the right path so do everything right with God matter of fact uh, if you're in uh, Ruth if you look at uh, the uh, Chapter 2 and verse 12. I want to read one verse there. Here's what it says. Uh, this, uh, in, when they get back to uh, the land of Judah, Boaz, which is a relative of Naomi's, is the one that God is leading Ruth down the path to be able to marry. And in verse 12 makes this statement, the Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. Boaz, who ends up being, will become Ruth's husband, is a man who acknowledges in that verse, God has taken you under his wings and you have come for his refuge. He is acknowledging to us that she's on the right path with God. The second thing about getting, making new memories the right way is not only doing everything right with God, but doing it with the right people. Making sure that you go about things. I told you about the man who he felt like he, matter of fact, he made a statement, I'd, I'd like to kick myself because I made this decision. He was saying, I wish I'd went the other direction instead of putting my focus on her. And many times people make decisions based on people, but they're not making the right decisions with the right people. And as I look at these scriptures, I see that, that Ruth's life is a reminder that you got to do things right with the right people. In that verse 16 that I read, she said, your people will be my people. Now, why did she choose her people, uh, Naomi's people over hers? This is just personal opinion, but I think that she saw something in them that she had become attached to. It was the right people to be with. And so if you would continue to read through the scriptures, you'd come to Ruth chapter 2 and verse 1, where it identifies Boaz, who is of the kinsman of Naomi. And according to the children of Israel's guidelines, when you lost a husband, whoever was the next of kin could bring you into his life as a wife and carry on the family lineage that way. And so that's what ends up happening. As a matter of fact, if you look at verse, chapter 2 and verse 19 and 20, you'll see that Boaz steps into the situation 
And Naomi finds out about it, and here's what she says. And her mother-in-law said to Ruth, where have you gleaned today? She had been going out and, and gathering up some of the harvest behind some of the men who were working. And where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. Whenever uh, Ruth came back from the field, she had a lot more than what she should have been just picking up the scraps left by the men, you might say. So she said, who, who noticed you and left a little behind? And so she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, the man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, blessed, he, <coughs> excuse me, blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, this man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. Naomi is suddenly saying, hey, God is putting the pieces together here. This is not by accident, but this is by God's providence that he has brought you into the path of Boaz. Naomi's saying, God is up to something here. He has put you with the right person. I've seen many people that have gone down paths just like that uh, shuttle bus driver that they went after the wrong person instead of the right person. If you want to build memories that will last, make sure you're connecting with the right people, whether it's a marriage relationship or whether it's friendships, whether it's church relationships. Make sure you're getting connected with people that are godly people that can impact your life in a positive way. And this is a good thing for people of all ages, but especially of young people. I want you to look at Proverbs 12, 26 with me. And here's what it says about choosing your friends and those that you're the closest to. It says the righteous should choose his friends carefully, which means the Christian today should choose their friends carefully. For the way of the wicked leads them astray. What's that verse basically saying? Be careful how you choose your friends in your closest relationships because those who are righteous will lead you the right way, but when you choose friends that are not closely joined with a relationship with God, then they may lead you down a wrong path. God had led this path for Ruth so that she came to the right person. And as we'll see in the next part of the scriptures that we look at, that Boaz is a man of character and of godliness. That God has brought Ruth to that relationship. So if you want to build memories and make new memories, do it right with God and do it with the right people but also do it the right way. I want you to look at Ruth chapter 3 in verses 8 through 13. And in the Ruth chapter 3 is when Boaz has, through the connections with Ruth, has come to a point that uh, he knows that someone can take Ruth in to be his wife. But he realizes there's somebody that's closer kin to Naomi to do that than he is. And so here's what he says in Ruth chapter 3 and in verse 8. It says, Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled. This is Boaz. He has laid down to sleep and under the guidance of Naomi, Ruth has came and laid beside him at his feet. He startled and a woman was laying at his feet and he said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. So here Ruth has come in, and she's made herself available to come into relationship with him. 
But then he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, in that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. So we, obviously Boaz is older in age than all the young men who are out harvesting. And he said, you didn't go after them. You went about going about this the right way, the closer of kin. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you what I will do for you all that you request. For all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. Now it is true that I am a close relative. Now listen to this very carefully. It shows the character of Boaz. It is true that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. Stay this night and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good. Let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you as the Lord lives. Lie down until morning. Now, many men of this situation with Boaz would have took that opportunity to have an immediate relationship with Ruth. But this shows that Boaz was a man of character and godliness. He said, you stay here. He said, I am a close relative, but according to God's ways, I'm not the closest. So let's do it this the right way. Let me go talk to the man who is the closest relative. And if he chooses to be the redeemer, then that's the way we'll have to go. Now, I'm reading in between, in between the lines, but I'm thinking Boaz was going, but I'm going to say this in a way that hopefully he'll choose not to. And if he does it, bam, I'm going for it. And so if we were to read the scriptures, he goes, and you can tell that he's trying to do it as openly and honestly as he can, but he's got a plan to put as much stuff he can in his favor. He goes and he meets the Redeemer. He tells, you know, here's the, uh, the relatives of Naomi's family, and so if you want to redeem their property and everything, you can do it. And the guy says, I'll do it. He says, oh, by the way, let me remind you of this and that and this and that. Just make sure you understand the whole picture of what you got to do. He says, whoa, 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 I can't do that. You do it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, by the way, take your sandal off because you got to promise this is my opportunity, right? Everybody, everybody, and he's doing it in front of everybody. He's got the plan worked out. All you are witnesses, he said, it's I'm the redeemer, right? Got your sandal, good. Woohoo! And he goes back and redeems her. Now, he, he's excited, I'm imagining. He, he, got, he knows God has worked out this plan. But he is excited about what has happened. But he did it God's way. He tried to do it as clever as he could, but he did it God's way. He did it the right way. Now, if we had time, we would go on and read through the Scriptures. The Bible tells us that he took Ruth as his wife they have a child, and they name it Obed. And if we read through the genealogy and what's recorded in the scripture, it tells us that King David's grandfather's name was Obed. God was blessing in a mighty way. If we were to go to Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, we'll tell, the Bible tells us that when you do things the right way, God plants you like a tree by the waters and causes everything you to do to prosper. You do it the right way, it makes good memories. I want to ask you to take a moment, bow your heads and close your eyes. God can make some new memories in your life that will last a lifetime, but you've got to do it the right way, His way. And I don't know if you've lost someone that you love, or maybe you've had some bad experiences in your life. or Maybe there's a, just a need 
to get on the right path. Do it the right way. Do everything right with God. Do it with the right people. And do it the right way, no matter how tempting another way may be. Do it the right way, because that's where God plants you to prosper in everything that you do. Lord, I just want to lift up a prayer this morning. God, as I thought about this message that you gave me for this Memorial Day weekend of making new memories, and immediately my thought is thinking of those who have lost loved ones, making new memories, but God, you expanded this in such a way that I realize this is for young and old alike. How to go down a path as a young person and make new memories that will last a lifetime that you won't be hurt and bitter and broken over. And that is... Do it right with God. Do it with the right people and do it the right way. And that's the way that God blesses. Lord, there may be someone who's got some hurt in their life that needed this message. Might be a young person that just needed to make sure that they did it right with God, they did it with the right people, and they did it the right way. But Lord, my prayer is that from this day forward, whether it's healing the hurting, or Lord, whether it's giving future to those who are still young in their life, to make some new memories that will last a lifetime. God, I pray that you would do it in a powerful way. And Lord, when I think about this Ruth and her life that was going down a road of bitterness and brokenness, God, you turned it around. She gives birth to a child that's the grandfather of King David, the greatest king that is known of Israel. Lord, I pray, God, that for those who have hurt, God, give them some new memories, heal the hurt, And God, those who are young in their lives, give them memories that will last a lifetime. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and honor and glory. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.